Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the December 19th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Monday evening episode of the show. It is indeed Christmas time, and we are heading to a full slate of Christmas weekend NFL and NBA action. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, we appreciate you listening. If you haven't subscribed, please do that by mashing on the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Also, we're over there on Twitter at Um Yeah Sports. We'd love to hear from you. Swing on in, say hi, and we'll see if we can get some dialogue going. Hey, John, man, how are you? Doing well, how are you? I am doing good. Well, actually, not not so good. The Bucks just look like garbage. <laughs> and they seemed to look like they were getting themselves on track, and then they just didn't. Um, so can we actually start there? Let's talk about these Bucks. What the heck happened in that game yesterday? How did how, What happened? Yeah, for the beginning portion of it, they actually played like you would expect them to play defensively, um, you know, getting stops, playing Well, the defense was looking. They got some key players back I'm saying. They actually in the secondary, they and they were better they were than they played good. all year. Yeah, it looked more like the Super Bowl team than, than anything we've seen over the last few weeks. Offensively, they actually played pretty well as well. Mike Evans did a good job uh, helping Tom Brady out, getting a lot yep. of yards. Everyone looked good for like the first half, getting Joe Burrow, getting sacks, just absolutely dominating. And then all of a sudden, the offensive line broke down, and Tom Brady and the entire offense really could not hold on to the football. There was a lot of interceptions, a lot of fumbles. Uh, just started plaguing them, giving the Bengals really good field position, and then that ended up sliding into it into the eventual loss. Even the defense couldn't come, you know, handle the the um, all the turnovers and all the great f- field position because they're making stops, but it wasn't enough to be able to slow down Joe Burrow on this def- or in this uh, Bengals team uh, on their way to victory. But you know, if you take the beginning of the game, that's what you want the you know the the Bucks to look like. That's the type of you know, defense you want them to be playing with. That's the type of offense you want to be playing with. That's the, that's what you'd like to see this team be. The second half, I don't know what what switched, what changed, what caused uh, them to just start to struggle all of a sudden. Um, I mean, I think a little portion of it has to do with the offensive line. I mean, Tom Brady had guys in his lap pretty much immediately. Um, you know, it it's weird. It's a very weird kind of switch uh, turn events a little bit. And even Fournette, though, has been struggling with fumbles and some you know weird turnovers that have been plaguing this team. But they have to be careful of that um, because this game should have been an easy win because right before, until right before halftime, the Bengals were scoreless. Uh, they couldn't move the ball at all. They, they were having the turnover issues. They were having to punt a lot. Uh, and then everything switched, and the you know Tampa was turning the ball over. They had to punt, and, and the Bengals were scoring all the touchdowns. But if they're able to do what they did defensively um, in future games, you know that's a good step in the right direction. All that's fine. I think defense wasn't the problem in this game. I think they finally stepped up to the caliber that you've been wanting the Bucks to have and start playing at the level you'd want her to play at. But this offensive line for the Bucks has been decimated. It's just not in a good situation at all. Um, but I expect the Tampa to keep going with this very quick slant offense that they were running, where they just did a lot of quick passes, get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands to Godwin, to Mike Evans, to Russell Gage, and just let them do all the work of getting the yardage and, and sneaking out because Tom Brady has a skill to get it to them. That's not really the problem. They just need to get open in time for him to get the ball out of his hands. And I would say just go with White now as your main power back um, and, and you know put Fournette as, a, as the number two because he has not had the uh, the season you would want him to have. 
Um, and he hasn't really done as much as you would need him to do. And, and these bad, you know, um, mistakes, uh, the turnovers and stuff have, have cost this team, uh, many different ball games. Um, but I mean, because of how bad the, the comp or the division that they are in is, they are still sitting in top of that division. So they still have a chance to make it to the playoffs. And then when they're in the playoffs, you know, Tom Brady can kind of, kind of work his, work his thing and, and, and get wins. But they need to make a couple of changes. I mean, as far as this offensive line, I don't know what you're going to do. I think Jensen was supposed to come back in November. I don't know what the situation is with him because he's still not on the football field yet. Uh, and they've lost a lot of different pieces. So, you know, once they get all that figured out, things can go in the right direction. The problem is how soon will that be figured out? Will it be figured out this season? And if it isn't, and this continues to be a problem with, you know, this offense and this team, will Tom Brady disperse and go somewhere else? But if they continue to do the shorter passes and get the ball at Tom Brady's hands and let the and prohibit the defense from getting to Tom Brady as quickly, I think they can have some success um, and, and move the ball downfield because that's what worked in the first half is a lot yeah. of quick stuff. And then Mike Evans was just rumbling and doing that. And also, you got to clean up the penalties. They had one play where they just corralled um, Joe Burrow for like a 30-yard loss. And there was a holding on the defense that, you know, killed that play. And then Mike Evans had another play where he had a big uh, run where that was all wiped off the board because of the penalty. you got to work on that as well. But namely, it's just get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands and, and, and hope for the best. Because this defense, if they're able to play that the way they played, that defense is the type of defense that can win you a lot of games. If they revert back to where they have been, I think that's a problem. But since they're healthy, that it shouldn't be that way. And then you just kind of have to see what the offense can do for you to help things out. Because, I mean, even during the Super Bowl run, um, I would never call the offense the strong point of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's always been the defense, in my opinion. I think they're what makes this team really good. And Tom Brady is a game manager. He knows what he's doing with the football, so he can also help on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but this year's also been a little bit weird with injuries, losing Gronkowski and all that. But, you know, things are definitely workoutable. Um, but I think this was a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, two steps forward, one step back a little bit here because of the different penalties and the eventual collapse in this game. But I think there's some definitely good nuggets you can look at and say, okay, these things, if we keep working on them, can help us build into success. Okay, so so they are they are like uh, six and eight. The rest of the division is five and nine in the in the South in the uh, in the NFC South. Yeah, it's not. Good. Uh, they lose one more game, and and we've got a four way tie, <laughs> um, and then we start going to tiebreakers, and they're. Six and three in the conference, um, which I and three and one in the division, um, tied with Carolina, three and one in the division, but they have a better conference record, so they would probably still win the, the tiebreaker. So they got to play. They play Arizona in in uh, Arizona on Sunday. on Sunday night. Yep, and then seven week seventeen here. Let's see. They're against the Panthers, Panthers. so that game, yep. you know, that's going to be the. The game, and then the, the Falcons. So they end. Oh, with they play two, with two division rivals. Yeah, two two division games to finish up the season, which are obviously going to be critical for ensuring that they get to the playoffs. And then you know, once they get in the playoffs, it's like a whole other season. They definitely win next week because the Arizona Cardinals do not have Kyler Murray, uh, and they just their other quarterback just went down to injury. Now, I don't know how long he'll be out or the severity of that injury, but I know these lost the top two guys. And this Cardinals team is going to get blown up in the offseason. I've heard Sean Payton lean. So okay. that should be yeah. a win. So, yeah. And, and then, then they yeah. just kind so, of coin toss so through the rest. But Once Tom is in the playoffs, you know, he's got then some experience there. And you just never there. know what can happen. And, you know, um, obviously they'd have to figure out a lot of things and get healthy in a lot of ways uh, between here and, and actually trying to make a run in the playoffs. Um, 
So we'll we'll see what three, happens there. Three but weeks to do that. No, What's two that? weeks to do that because week sixteen next week. Uh, they so play the Cardinals and then they play the Panthers. And no, the I mean, Falcons. like overall they got, left. They, okay, you got three games. Three games yeah. left. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Uh, so the Colts yesterday against the Vikings, they were up by quite a bit. The Colts, 33 points going to half. And uh, and the Vikings came back, biggest comeback in NFL history. Vikings come back to beat the Colts to continue their, you know, their dominance of the uh, the North there. Um, did the Colts, like, so you, you make a claim the Colts never played, actually played well against the Vikings in that game, even though they were up big. What happened? The Colts offensively? were just as bad as they were in the second half. The Colts defensively were significantly worse in the uh, second half than they were in the first half. During the beginning of the game, um, they preyed on um, uh, playing on his court, uh, Kirk Cousins' um, struggles at the quarterback position. He was struggling with you know finding his target. He was throwing behind his wide receivers. Nothing was really working. The defense was playing with a little bit of an edge to it. They were getting, you know, turnovers. They were playing really well. They were forcing this Vikings team to make mistakes, and when they made the mistakes, they um, they succeeded in, you know, making that go in, in their favor. And by doing that, they gave their offense, I think the average starting field position during this first half was starting on their own 23-yard line. So they didn't have to move the ball down the field at all. They were given, you know, beautiful field position. The defense had two uh, of the – of two touchdowns, which they only had three touchdowns in the first half alone. So they had two of the three. So the Colts never actually scored except one small pass that Matt Ryan did at the goal line to succeed and score. That was the only time the offense actually scored. The rest of it was defense or special teams. And there was a lot of kick, a lot of field goals because this team lost Jonathan Taylor, right? The Colts did. And after that, they couldn't run the ball efficiently at all. Matt Ryan, you know, had a couple of good plays where the water receiver was wide open, but other than that, nothing was brewing there. They really couldn't get into the end zone at all. Were shut down, stopped. Um, and once the defense was also shut down, stopped, and this Vikings team played at a level that you would expect them to play and execute a little bit better, didn't make the same mistakes, started to play a little bit more efficiently, and made the Colts actually march down the field and not be not give them you know perfect field position that any offense can score in, even if they're the worst in the National Football League. Um, then the Colts started to fall flat and ended up losing that game. But if you look at it, a lot of people would say, you know, the Colts played extremely well in the first half, horrible in the second half. But I would argue that they played horrible in the first half and worse in the second half. Um, the defense was a strong suit. You know, they were actually playing, you know, well enough to block the uh, block the the punt that resulted in a touchdown. You know, make uh, Chris or not Christian Kirk, but uh, uh, Kirk Cousins make the mistake and throw that dumb interception behind his wide receiver, come up and make the make the play, you know, knock the ball away, you know, do everything that they needed to do, the little things to make sure that the, the Vikings made enough mistakes and they executed on that. That's how you win football games. You, you force the offense to make the most mistakes, and when they make them, you execute on those and, you know, make it go in your favor. Then in the second half, the Colts just, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they fell asleep in the in the locker room or what. But when they came out, you know, the Vikings had their way. Um, Justin Jefferson finally looked like Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne went wild. I mean, he finally was able to do exactly what he needed to do. Uh, Dalvin Cook had a bunch of big runs that were you know efficient, getting a touchdown there. That he looked like a monster there. When they did throw that bad interception at the uh, towards the end of the game, uh, they they did it in such a way where. You know, they were had to go too far down the field to actually score for the Colts. But, I mean, even the Colts defensively 
had some possessions where they stopped the Vikings and they had some possessions where they did a decent job of, you know, forcing them to make mistakes and do a little bit to make sure that their team actually had a chance to win that game. That's how, uh, you know, it almost, I think it did go into overtime, but that's how they're able to force different things to happen, force that overtime, force that stop. Uh, and throughout the game, and make sure they didn't slide too much. Yeah, they slid a lot to let it be a tie, but I think that had a lot more to do with the offense. Um, but I don't think this Colts team uh, did anything to prove that they offensively are a team that you know is you know has any aspirations of being any good anytime soon without a good draft and a good um, you know free agency pickups. I don't know what's gonna happen with their coaching staff. I don't know what's happening with Jeff Saturday ever done that after this total demise. But I think you need to be careful with saying that you know the Colts offensively played well. I think they defense. You tried everything they possibly could to try to hold things together. But once they came out of the gate and the Vikings played so strong, they struggled with stopping them and at times played really bad. But even when they did enough to try to stop the bleeding, stop the bleeding, stop the bleeding, every time the Colts got the ball in their hands, when I was watching the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy for the Vikings. They're just going to uh, to stop this Matt Ryan-led uh, Colts team. They're just going to, you know, Get Matt Ryan. They're going to stop the run. No one's going to be able to catch the football. It's just going to look sloppy, and they're going to punt. And that's what happened every single time they got the football. Um, but uh, and that's even what happened in the first half. The difference is the the Viking or the Vikings did enough to not let the Colts get the turnovers that would then result in touchdowns, which would then result in a thirty-three to zero, you know, lead. Um, but it makes perfect sense after I watched the footage why the biggest comeback ever in the National Football League came against these Colts. Because this Colts team legitimately does not have an offense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was their offense. And now you will not have Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the season after the high ankle sprain that he suffered. So he'll be out. There's really no way to you know mount any sort of you know comeback or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have confidence in your rookie quarterback to put him in at this point because you're sticking with Matt Ryan. So, you know, you, you know two things from this game. A, the Colts aren't a good football team. And B, their backups and who's the future of this team the ownership has no trust in them and see this team's headed for a massive shakeup just like the Cardinals are. But those are the things that I drew from this game. And I was surprised when I rewatched it. Cause I thought, you know, cause I missed a little bit of the first half. Um, and I tuned in mostly for the second half, but just how bad this Colts team looked for the entire length of this game is actually really surprising. Okay. There you go. So tonight we've got the green Bay Packers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. You are a bit partial to the, uh, to the Rams, I know, but they are not. Partial. They're sort of having a similar season to the Bucks and worst, worst season. Okay, worst, there we worst. go. Uh, but the Packers are not doing too well either, uh, and it looks like I saw today that Sammy Watkins is gone. Yeah, released, yes. So they don't need him. They got Christian Watson. All right. So what what do we got to look forward to tonight? Where tonight's game is this going to be a good game? Is this going to be a bad game? Where is this game being played? First of all, Lambeau, I believe. Oh boy. In so it's going to be cold. It's going to be a cold it's game. Cold and snowing. The entire uh, country is pretty cold and about to get a lot colder. And it's Baker Mayfield as starting quarterback for the Rams. Okay. Uh, so, Baker Mayfield, that's right. The Baker Mayfield era in Los Angeles. That's right. I actually so what, think it's going to be a pretty close game. What do we have to look forward to? Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think we're going to see a lot of the same things that we saw from the Rams last week against the Raiders. I think we're going to see a lot of, you know, short passes to get Baker Mayfield involved in this offense, get him comfortable, get him going a little bit. I hope they don't throw a whole lot of deep balls because I think that's going to be where – mistakes are made but i think really expect a lot of short to intermediate passing for baker mayfield to its speed to his speedsters and allow them to make plays and, and make you know have opportunities uh with this 
defense of the of the Rams. I don't know how well they're going to be able to stop this Green Bay Packers team. And I could see it going one of two ways. A, I could see Christian Watson lighting up this this Rams defense, who has by Wagner and Jalen Ramsey. To be fair, they have got good players, but they this they're they're so decimated on both sides of the ball. They just don't have trust they'll be able to stop Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they'll be able to get to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they'll make him uncomfortable. I don't think he'll make him, you know, off his guard at all. I don't think he's going to be throwing from different platforms that he struggles with. All the stuff that we said to the problem with these uh, Packers team, I don't think is going to manifest itself in this game, which means I think that one of the two wide receivers, Adam Liz- or uh, Alan Lazard or Christian Watson or Tunyon or uh, Mercedes Lewis, one of these guys is going to get open uh, and they're going to stay open. Now, I think they'll put Chris, uh, Christian Watson with Jalen Ramsey as the matchup, which will be tons of fun to watch. But I think one of these guys are going to get open, and they're just going to light up this Rams team. Or the Packers will do what they have done historically and let Baker Mayfield get into a rhythm. Baker Mayfield get ahead. The Rams will steal some possession at some point in the game. Where that would happen, I don't know. I'm not going to bet on any of that. But we'll steal possession at some point. And once they steal that possession, the game will become lopsided in the Rams' favor. But then at the last second, Aaron Rodgers orchestrates some type of drive and yeah. ends up winning the game. Uh, I see either one of those two options as being a possibility. Um, and which one are we going to get? It's the it's it's snowing in Lambeau. Um, is it actively? I, I saw, when I saw a couple of, at least an hour before the game, it was actually actively snowing. So okay. unless it warmed up and things stopped, I don't know. But last time we said that home field advantage was going to help. The, uh, the Green Bay Packers, they played the 49ers. The 49ers eliminated them in the snow, you know, which is supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' situation where he always wins. Sure. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's that much of a help. I think both teams are going to be at an equal disadvantage. Um, but if I had to guess, I think I'm going to go with option B, where I think the Rams are going to play methodically. I think they're going to play well. I think they're going to be, you know, be in their element a little bit. They're going to be coming off a really big win. I think they're going to have that chip on their shoulder. Like, okay, I want to prove, especially big, I want to prove that I can do this. I want to prove I can win. I want to prove that I can help this franchise a little bit. And even maybe stay with this Rams and then still possession at some point in the game, which is going to push in the Rams favor. And then eventually it's going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers coming back. And, and getting there to almost victory or ended up beating this team. That's my guess and what's going to okay. happen. All right. Well, we don't have long to wait. I think they kick off in about an hour, right? Uh, 7.15. Okay. So, yeah. A little under and, an hour. Um, awesome. My, the poll uh, on Amia Sports. What's the poll? Can, uh, poll question is? I was asking who's going to win tonight. Okay. Uh, and out of 180 people, 70% say Packers. There we go. So, okay. All right. Well, uh, given the weather and the situation, I probably would agree, but let's hope for a good game. See what happens. Awesome. Very good. All right, sir. Well, we will catch you on Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out and talking sports. Listeners, we appreciate you. Like I said, if you haven't subscribed, please make sure you do so. And uh, we appreciate you. We'll catch you on Wednesday. See ya. God bless. See ya.